Hello and welcome to the Illuminated Life Podcast. I'm Trish Johnson, your host and life coach. We're so glad you're here today. This podcast is dedicated to sharing inspiring ideas, strategies, and stories that can help you discover your path to an illuminated life. Welcome back. This is episode number eight, Clarity. I'm so glad that you're here and I'm excited about this podcast. It has been so much fun to put myself out there and do some different things that I've never done before and create a community in which we can grow and stand in our own strength as women. And this just makes me so excited. So I just want to thank you guys for all being here. And if you are enjoying this as much as I am, which I hope you are, please take a minute to review this podcast in iTunes um, so that other people can be privy to this work and come and join this community. Okay, so... A little bit of housekeeping here before we begin. The first thing is I'm giving you a warning. Um, I swear in this episode, and those of you who know me well know that I swear, and at times I could put a sailor to shame. I don't do this in front of kids, and I usually am very aware of my audience. Not something I'm proud of and definitely something I'm working on changing, but When I set out the intention for this podcast, I made a decision that I would limit my swearing if not avoid it altogether. But there's a story I'm going to tell you, and without the expletives that were spoken that day, I don't think it would deliver the same intensity that I need you to understand. So on that note, you've been warned, and I apologize if I offend anyone. Now, the second item is that Just a heads up that this is a longer episode than maybe the ones that I've recorded previously. But I feel that the points that I share today go really well together. So you might want to take some time to listen through, then go back and practice each of the things I've laid out for you in this episode. You may even want to take a couple of weeks to practice before you listen to the next episode. All throughout this podcast, I've talked to you about the path to an illuminated life, which includes three big stepping stones. Awareness, which was the focus of episodes one through five. Responsibility, which was the focus of episodes six and seven. And now I'm going to introduce to you the third stepping stone to an illuminated life, which is action. Action includes three parts. First, taking action by accomplishing our goals. Second, shifting our mindset, and finally, holding ourselves accountable for the actions we need to take to reach our goals and also how we show up in the world. Today, we're going to focus on clear action towards our goals. We're going to get clear about what we want, set clear goals, and clean up our thoughts around them so we're able to take focused action both physically and mentally in order to reach them. 
As I lay out the steps, I'm going to use an example from my own life to help demonstrate this. I don't know what happens to us when we hit our 30s, but for some reason, a lot of us stop dreaming. For me, I believe it was a couple of things. So much had happened to me in such a short period of time, I think I was just happy to be alive. I also think I believed that I had so much more than so many other people that I should just be grateful for what I had and not want more. Now, there's nothing wrong with gratitude. I believe it is through gratitude we build an amazing life. But some of the best parts of life are dreaming about our next big thing. If you lose sight of your dreams or stop dreaming new dreams, then you run the risk of not growing. And that can lead to just getting by and not thriving. We are creatures of habit that love learning. And the best way to learn is by putting ourselves out there to experience new things. To set the stage for the work of this episode, I want to share a story from a couple years ago. I was on a hike with my sister and she was just given a clean bill of health after experiencing stage three or four cancer. I can't remember what it was, but it was scary. And she asked me, what do you dream of? Where do you want to be? What do you want to do? And only someone who's gone through what she's gone through can truly understand how powerful these questions are. And at the time I said, nothing really. I'm so happy and content with where my life is right now. The thing she said next would forever change me. She said, that's bullshit. That's what all women I have asked that question say. And it's bullshit. The words she spoke that day don't do justice to how I truly heard those words. I wasn't lying. It was true. I felt that way. And she wasn't arguing with me. She was saying that it was bullshit not to want more, not to grow more, not to want to be more. She understands just how precious life is. It's not a gift you wear gently. You freaking live it. Inside out, right side in, up and down and sideways. And if you don't, then you're taking this gift for granted. This was probably the wisest thing she's ever shared with me. Again, I'm not sure why we've fallen into this pattern, but if you can relate, please don't take this as a reason to beat yourself up. That's not going to do any good for you. Instead, if you feel like you're living smaller than you'd like, take this as a simple, sweet gift of awareness. And during this next week, set aside time to explore all the possibilities of what the next half of your life could be. Dream big. Ask those questions. What do you dream of? What do you want to be? Where do you want to go? What do you want to learn? What do you want for your relationships? How can you wear the hell out of this life so that when your last day comes knocking, you know there was nothing left undone? That's getting clear about what you want. Don't rush this. Take time to explore and get excited. This is the best part of this work. Getting clear about what we want is so much fun. I do want to give you a word of caution. As soon as you start doing this, 
negative thoughts will come up. When I do this, my lizard brain says things like, yeah, that's not going to happen. That takes money. Or hubby's never going to go for that. Don't for a second believe any thoughts that come from fear. If you really want something, you're going to experience negative thoughts as you dream. Don't try to push those thoughts away and don't try to problem solve. Just become aware of the thoughts. You can even write them down and then get right back into dreaming big. Once you've set your sights on something that makes your heart sing, then it's time to set a goal and make it happen. Another word of caution, your lizard brain is going to have a hissy fit. Keep watching your thoughts and thank the poor misinformed lizard brain of yours. Pat him on the back and you can even give him a hug and tell him everything is going to be okay. And then set a big goal for what you want in life. Now, some of my clients have said, I just don't know what I want. Nothing comes to mind. And to that I say, bullshit, keep looking. Because if you ain't growing, you're dying. And that is just fear. Fear is a powerful thing if you let it take the reins. And most of us don't even realize that we are living a life guided by fear. If you can't think of something that you want out of life, it's because you've gotten way too comfortable. To get clear on this, take a look at what you already have that you want more of. Or ask, what would I want if I knew there was nothing that could stop me from having it? Or ask both. Either way, keep asking until you get an answer you love. Once you have at least one dream to grow yourself with, it's time to turn it into a goal. Goal setting is a pretty common practice. Most people set goals. Some people even map out the steps to get there. But I want you to look at this with a little different lens. Few people think about the negative thoughts and beliefs that we have about them. And this is often a very big reason why we don't reach them. So keep that in mind with any of the existing goals that you haven't reached yet and you've been working towards for longer than you'd like. Once you get these existing goals in your mind and the new goals you want to achieve, then I want you to write them down. For me, I'd been trying to lose weight for way too many years and I was about to give up. I also had a new goal of creating this podcast to serve others. Once you write your goals down, it's time to get clear about why you want these goals. The why is really important because it's part of establishing clarity. And it also helps you learn about yourself because of all the stuff that comes up when you set that goal. And the why also keeps you motivated. I had gained 50 pounds with my second child, and even though I had lost 30 of those pounds, I wanted to lose 20 more. And I was trying to do this for three years. I would lose, I would gain, I'd lose, I'd gain. But about a year ago, I took the approach I'm sharing with you now. Because this had been an ongoing goal that I hadn't achieved yet, I took time to get clear about whether or not it was a goal I still wanted and if it was right for that season of my life. I will always believe that being at a healthy weight helps 
me live a happier life. When I'm at a healthy weight, I feel better in my own skin and I have more energy. So it was important for me to keep working towards this goal. Next, I got clear about the thoughts I was thinking that did not serve me in reaching this goal. Those included thoughts like, I don't know if I can do it. I should wait until after Christmas. How many of you guys have said that? I could never give up sugar, let alone all carbs. I would say things like, I'm just made this way. Or hormone replacement therapy is to blame for my weight. Until I come off of it, I'm not going to lose weight. Those were all the things that were going through my head. After you're clear about your goal and your why, get fully present. Take the balcony view of your mind and write down your goal and any unhelpful thoughts that come up. Leave space because they're sneaky and often don't come out all at once. And I find it really helpful to use a two-column note catcher where I just draw a line down the center of a page and everything that is positive and helpful goes on the left side and everything negative and unhelpful goes on the right. Next, study each thought on the paper. Get a general sense of what you're telling yourself that doesn't serve you. Once you understand what you're saying to yourself, you can work on creating new, neutral, or more positive thoughts. It's important that the new thought is believable. It's going to be a new default thought that we lean on to help change the focus of our attention to things that serve us. Remember, our brains like things to be automated, and the idea is to direct our attention away from the negative unserving thoughts, and automate new, helpful, and supportive thoughts. Think of it like a mountain. If our goal is to get to the top, we want paths that are free of rock and debris so that we can get to our goal and get there faster. Our new default paths are going to be those really nice, quick trails that get us to the top. As you create these default thoughts, remember back to what we've talked about before, Our thoughts create our feelings. So if we're thinking negative things, then we're going to create negative feelings. So when you create your new default thoughts, you want to be thinking about either those neutral thoughts that you can believe that create a neutral feeling, or if you can, positive thoughts that you believe that create positive feelings, which will give us momentum to work towards what we need to do to achieve our goals. Keep in mind that the goal is not to eradicate all our negative thoughts. That's not going to happen. It's not possible. Our brains are built the way that they are. You will just drive yourself crazy and have the opposite result of what we're going for. But by finding those new default thoughts that are either neutral or positive, we're going to direct our attention to them. And then eventually we'll train our brains to create more positive thoughts than the negative ones. And that will result in more positive outcomes in our life. I shared my goal with you earlier, my weight loss goal. I wrote on my paper, I will lose 20 pounds. The new default thought for my weight loss goal was, I can handle the discomfort that comes with exercising and changing my eating. This was a believable thought for me because of all the healthy mind work I had been doing around sitting with feelings of discomfort. Once I had the new thought, I wrote it down underneath the goal on that paper on the left side. 
I made sure that I read the weight loss goal and my new default thought frequently. I did this because when I was thinking about my goal and what had been in the way of achieving it before, one of those things was that I wasn't reviewing the goal. I'd write it and then I'd put it aside and forget all about it. I'm guessing that there's at least a few of you who can relate to this too. I've gotten into a habit that every Sunday I review my goals and then each day I reread them and the thoughts that I have created to help me reach those goals and I review those daily as well. I invite you to think about ways that you can keep this in the front of your mind so that you're reviewing your goals and those default thoughts frequently. And then watch your thoughts. If negative thoughts come up, use your default thought to move your attention to something that's going to be more serving of your goals. Once you've addressed what's going on inside your mind and have a way to clean up your thoughts, you will need to list all of the actions you can think of that you will physically need to do to reach them. Write those down on the left side of your notes. Leave extra space because sometimes we don't always know all the steps. And we do learn as we go, so we want space to add to that. For me, I decided to follow a ketogenic diet to help me lose weight. Some of the actions that I needed to take were to first research the diet. I wanted to consult my doctor. Um, I needed to keep close eye on how many net carbs I was taking in a day. And so in order to do that, I needed to download an app one that would allow me to keep track of those net carbs. I just continued to write all the things I knew I needed to do that would help me get to my goal. Once everything was collected to the best of my knowledge, I would take each item and I'd find what did I need to do and what priority of order. And then I scheduled everything into my calendar. And I've learned that this is a step that I often fight and I have to do a lot of thought management around because it feels so tedious, but it really does work. So first I set the date I wanted to have the goal achieved by in my calendar. Then I figured out with all the other action items that needed to be done to reach that goal, what needed to be scheduled in my calendar week by week, day by day. Next, the most important part was I stuck to my calendar items. By sticking to those calendar items, I was showing up for myself just like I would with my kids if they were expecting me to pick them up from school. If it was in my calendar, I did it. I did it for me. And those were the physical actions I took. I also did the mental work. For each thing I needed to do physically, I watched my mind. I listened to what was going on in there. And when it came time to make dinner and my lizard brain was screaming for pizza, I thanked my lizard brain for its suggestions. I asked my wizard brain to make the baked chicken and broccoli. And when my lizard brain pouted and said, I'm too tired and stressed to go for a walk, you should curl up on the couch. My wizard brain would say, I can handle the discomfort of exercising and changing my eating. Get your shoes on and let's get moving, girl. I love you. The point is, I did the work. Most of me didn't want to, but I did it. First the mental work, then the physical work, or the physical work and manage the mental work while we were doing the physical. 
That's how I lost 20 pounds. And I did it in four months. And I've kept it off for going on eight months now. Hopefully this example has shown you how I apply the steps I'm suggesting for you to use to achieve your goals. But let's review. First and foremost, always be grateful for what you have, but allow yourself to aspire for more in your life and keep dreaming big. For everything you want, follow these steps. Set clear goals for what you want and get clear about the why. Get clear about the thoughts you're thinking around each goal that don't serve you. Craft new default thoughts you will turn to that will help you clean up your thinking. Get clear about what steps you will need to take in order to achieve your goal. And then do the mental and physical work. You will be blown away at how well you show up for yourself. You'll be blown away by how you reach those goals. And that's not all. When you do this kind of work, it creates such a positive momentum in your life. It, you start to notice that you're more um, confident in yourself and you're excited and just overall you're happier. And all of this creates momentum, not just for the current goal you're working on, but for future goals because you're showing up for yourself. And I think for all of us, that's something we haven't done enough of. So it's time. Let's get to it. Take this next week to work on the things I've shared with you today. And it might be that you take a couple weeks to work on the things I've shared with you today. And that's okay. We'll see you in episode 10. But before you go, I have to give you the safety speech. So if you're trying to lose weight and you are inspired by checking out the ketogenic diet, please research lots of different options. Find what you believe will work for you because not all diets are safe for everyone. So please do the research and absolutely before you do any changes, consult with your doctor. I care about my listeners and I want you to be safe and healthy. With all of that said and done, I would like to invite you to join me next time as we continue to walk the path to an illuminated life. Take care. Bye-bye. Please join me next time as we continue this journey together. Until then, be better today than yesterday and live life illuminated. Thank you so much for listening to the Illuminated Life podcast. If you're enjoying what you're hearing, please leave a quick review in iTunes. Also, for free resources, show notes, and ways you can work with me directly, head on over to www.trishjohnson.com. That's www.trishjohnson.com.